Hey everybody, I'm Micah Rich. And I'm Olivia Kane. And welcome to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. Hi Olivia! Hey Micah! We were just troubleshooting some internet issues, as is the case with probably all people who are working from home. Oh yes, incessant. But necessary. But we have a very exciting podcast this week. Oh, yeah. We have a themed podcast. It's great. Very excited for it. And it is all about microsites. And we're going to talk about what a microsite is, when it'd be great to use it. Yeah. And what makes a good microsite and some examples of awesome ones that we find. Sweet. That's super exciting. This is going to be fun. Very fun indeed. I've always been pretty in love with microsites and all the beauty and gifts they give to this world, especially when it comes to the world of typography. I reviewed probably around 10 microsites back in 2017, right when I first joined the league, because I noticed it was something that a lot of people don't talk about as kind of this subject or topic of type design, and is pretty much a big part of type design marketing these days. I've loved them for years. Whenever I see really enticing ones, I get really excited. And so that kind of inspired this week's episode. In general, microsites are, like I said, used to market a new typeface. They come into play when maybe you've already designed a typeface or a font family, and you're trying to figure out how to get it into the world. And we have like our default platforms, whether that's like social media or if you're publishing it through a foundry, a foundry usually has individual pages for new fonts. But I think microsites can be like the peak form of font marketing because they deliver the personality of your typeface. They deliver so much of a story. They can allow your type to really stand out from the crowd if you do a great job on the microsite. And it's super functional as well. You can show off different glyph characters. If you have really great alternates within your typeface, it's a really great way to show those off as well. And often these microsites aren't just a one and done thing by all one person. A lot of the microsites are a collaborative process with designers and developers. And I always think that's really cool. Like even sometimes there might be a type designer that worked on the typeface, but they'll bring in a web designer to design the website and a developer to make some really cool interactions with it. So that's my general overview of a microsite. And I also have a little list of things that I love to see in a microsite. But Micah, I'm curious, when you think of the ideal microsite in your mind, what would that website have? One of the things I really love about microsites is that the design varies. Like it's always some creative brochure where some designer really got to flex their creative skills. And so I think creativity is high on my list. If I just see something interesting and different, I'm already intrigued. I do think, for me, one of the most important things that I've always thought is seeing examples of the type in use. And that could be product shots, a lot of people do that. Or it could just be, here's some creative screenshots of brochures that you can make or anything like that. But differing colors and differing styles and differing contexts, I think, inspires me to want to actually use the font instead of just thinking the font is cool. And then there's always details of wanting to type something and see what characters it has and what features and that kind of stuff that I feel like is pretty standard. 
For sure. Those like functional use cases. You love saying the word brochure today. It is fun to hear. I don't hear that word every Have day. Have I said brochure a lot? <laughs> You've said it twice already, but I love it. I feel like we're taking it back to the 90s with this very future facing. That's where they came from, right? There used to be catalogs that you could get when a new font came out. There would be like mailers that you would get in the mail. I still get them every once in a while. And this is just the digital version of a brochure. Maybe this is you subconsciously telling us that the next font release we have at the league, you want to send out a brochure with it just to... I didn't even think about that, but that would be cool. It would be cool. You would love that. You love a print material. I do. So I'm not even opposed. We could make something very awesome. And that could catch people's eyes the way microsites do. So back to what is in the microsite. I agree with so many things you say. Like, obviously, from a functional aspect, I love if there's an interactive text field where you can try out the typeface yourself on that site and maybe try out different weights and widths and all the glory of whatever is within that typeface. I think that's really important. The ideal microsite will take me out of the expected world of web design and put me into a different place it will feel like it has its own environment and uh, that typeface is what has created this world i love feeling like i'm brought into a different world and i think some of the microsites we show today really do that yeah and then i love hearing like a little bit of the story like this is a website dedicated to your typeface give me a little bit of the background to how this was created is it a custom font for a client was it inspired by your grandma's handwriting do you want to speak for an (laughs) underrepresented culture there's so many different you know things that are inspiring typefaces these days is it a revival i'd love to see what the inspiration was if that was the case as well i think this is a really great time to get out of the template of uh, a Foundry typeface selling page and do something that's really more spectacular and can catch people's eyes. And then, like you said, I love seeing some use cases. I love seeing your typeface on a movie poster that is likely fictional, but that's cool. Or like how your typeface could be used for signage or in long form paragraphs if it's a text typeface or um, all sorts of things. I think that is really an opportunity to show it off that way to make people want to buy it. If you're only showing your typeface being used in one specific a very niche aesthetic, it'll be hard for people to think about all the ways that they could use it. And, you know, I always love seeing credits to all the people that helped with the microsites. Microsites are usually a time for a foundry to get really creative and imaginative. And I love seeing some of the other people that also want to help type live in this sort of format. So those are my like ideal microsite things and then i'll always take some extras whether that's like a game that's incorporated in the microsite which we will show a microsite with a game today or um really other like unexpected playful features there's a lot of play there's a lot of explore a lot of fun in our microsites today no hate but type designers love just doing goofy stuff in microsites like there's always something weird that you're like i would i don't why is it visualized like that or what is what does a game have to do with a font or like how is that related and it's literally just fun yeah yeah exactly some of them have poke fun at other foundries as we will soon see a little preview to one of the typefaces we got in here so not to babble on too much longer i know this is a little bit of a different format than our typical podcast but it's gonna be a lot of fun so 
Yeah, it is okay, guys. And if you like this format, let us know. We'll do more fun things like this. Okay. <laughs> Our first typeface and microsite, I'm a huge fan of. I like freaked out when I saw this come out live. <laughs> you did. I did. I, I don't go on Twitter much to express opinions. I was like, I have a big opinion on this microsite and the campaign video for it. And that opinion is I love it. It's a typeface by Mass Driver, the foundry, and is called Nichrome, potentially. N-I-C-H-R-O-M-E. So Nichrome, Nichrome. That is that is my guess. I would I would guess Nichrome. Okay. We're doing Nichrome. Someone can correct me later if this is wrong. I'm really feeling like gym teacher attitude right now. I'm just like coming in with the aggression, but positive gym aggression. Teacher. I felt like Stranger Things, and you felt like Gym Teacher. <laughs> That's great. Getting, getting all of our personalities today. This is a microsite that is just really pleasing to the eye. I mean, this is really a site that takes you to a different time, a different place, partly because the typeface Nichrome itself is a display typeface that is based off of paperback science fiction design from the 70s and 80s. So Stranger Things is not that far off. Does a really good job of highlighting some of the details within a little bit more of the nitty gritty of the typeface, the width and the proportions of the typefaces and the weights and different kinds of ink traps to improve legibility. That's shown up front. And then as you scroll down, there's a beautiful gradient uh, in the background that slowly changes, which is really satisfying. And you have a lot of options to use the typeface and play with the different weights different italic angles and then ultimately you have a nice listing of all the glyphs at the very bottom and it's just like a fairly well-rounded beautiful typeface I love the way that you can play with alternates geometric letter forms versus more rounder ones in the typeface and then when you ever when you click on the text fields to try to play with the type itself and edit the type the type will move depending on where your mouse is and you can easily see what the type looks like in a lightweight or heavyweight within a millisecond so that's pretty interesting one of the tiny details that has nothing to do with the font whatsoever. You mentioned how satisfying the background is. There's like this beautiful, subtle animated grain, like a VHS tape on the background. Mm -hmm. And part of me, even as like a developer, I'm like, how did they do that? I need to investigate that. That's cool. It, it definitely takes you into like a different world altogether, which I think is like very appropriate if we're talking about 70s and 80s science fiction. I will also say, I think this is the first of many we will see where the type is pretty animated. And I think that's definitely become even more of a trend with animating variable font properties. I personally am not a huge fan of that. I feel like that's distracting for me in a lot of times mm. i don't know i know it's super common and that's just my weird opinion but i'm like so focused on like the animations are very nice on this page as a good example and it takes me a minute to stop appreciating the animation and then realize what the animation is trying to show me it takes an mm. extra level of mental processing i get that so they're great animations it just throws me off i think one thing we're also going to see in a few of these other microsites is once you start scrolling and you get into the meaty meat of the microsite, there's these kind of nice section overviews. So at the very top of your screen, you can click on if you want to see the overview, the specimen, the open type features, the glyphs. I mean, I love this sort of function thinking about 
people that actually might want to be buying this typeface and wondering if it has language support for what they need or wondering what kind of open type features they have. It's just a quick, easy way to be like clicking around. And I think that is really speaking to like how the end user is going to be using this. That's super interesting that you're pointing that out because I just instinctively, as we were recording this, have it kind of in like a half window on my desktop so I can see your face as we're recording. And I didn't even realize, like it looks different. It's a responsive site. And so it like scales differently. And even when you get to the halfway point of my screen, it's no longer the desktop version. And so it hides all of that. And I was like, what is she talking about? And then I expanded the page and I was like, oh, that is pretty cool. That's good. Not, not bad. So this is by Mass Driver, if you want to check it out. It says that the supporting text on the microsite is set by is set in MDIO. So if you like some of the smaller text, it's another one of their typefaces. And the animations are created with cold type. So check them out if you like what you're seeing. Our next cool beans. lovely Yeah. Very cool. Our next lovely microsite is by the Foundry Display. And this is a nuts one. And I have to say, it is a different experience whether you want a half window versus a full with window. I'll talk about it if you do a wider window. This is this is a typeface called Avant with two Ts. It lives up to that name. And so does the microsite. I feel like this feels very different. It's I feel like I'm in a kind of like subdued architecture gallery space within it all. There's only all the images are in this kind of grayscale that's very gray and then there's pops of pink that come along the way as you're scrolling down the website scrolls to the left and to the right depending on where you're going and it's pretty interesting they've decided to omit some of the typical microsite things like testing out the type or kind of going through all of the glyph characters. And instead it talks a lot about the story. It talks a lot about avant-garde in general and the movement that inspired this work and a little bit of the Bauhaus. So it's a very much more like story oriented microsite, which I think is interesting to see in context next to the Mass Driver one we just looked at. Yeah, this is another one where the animation on the page here is beautiful really well done, like perfect easing, like some pretty advanced effects. And it's really, it's really like a static brochure. <laughs> you can kind of mostly only just look at it and scroll through it. And the, uh, the scroll jacking is always kind of weird when it's like you're moving, you're scrolling down, but it's going sideways. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that always throws most people off. And uh, you mentioned that the experience is different when it's in a smaller window. And that's true. It's, they get rid of the scroll jacking, and if you scroll down, you're going down, which still works and looks great. It unfortunately can't seem to handle changing between the two. I think maybe mm. they use some like advanced effects where like when I start small and go big, the web page just disappears mm. and vice versa. Mm. But hey, there's, it's working. There's always, there's always something that's hard, right? It's working for me. So I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't like you. But still there, are, there are also like links to their kind of standardized tester on their website. So it's not like you can't test it. And interestingly, in both so far, we've seen that there is a trial font, which is a thing that definitely didn't used to exist and now seems to be pretty common. I love seeing that. And yeah, exactly. I think things that maybe you're used to seeing in mo most microsites are easily 
uh, linked and can be easily found, uh, even in this one that's not so standardized. I think this is like a great example of maybe a website design that wouldn't have many opportunities to exist because it is so experimental and it's playing a lot with animation and kind of has this, you don't see many websites that are a medium light gray in a very dark gray and just pops up pink. Like it is definitely a mood and definitely an aesthetic, but I always appreciate it seeing it amongst <laughs> some of the crazier ones we will also see in this collection. I want to shout out that the website was done by Creative Knights and the development was done by Recorrect Studio or Resurrect, but the, it's R-E-C-U-R-E-C-T. So you guys uh, figure that pronunciation out. In general, it's a beautiful typeface. <laughs> I think it, it actually goes together really well with the website design. It feels very holistic and very nice. Cool. All right, what's next? All right, our next one is feels like the polar opposite of what we just looked at. So I love this. I feel like we're just going into different universes like every two minutes here. So this is a typeface called Vanilla, V-I-N-I-L-A. And it's by the Foundry Plow, P-L-A-U. Very cool. And Vanilla is kind of an ode to rhythm and music. I feel like this whole microsite is music themed and showing vanilla in use in different contexts. So they have the classic font tester where you can go in and edit your typeface and then you can also play around with width and weight. But then they give a bunch of static images uh, beautifully, really beautifully designed and just a lot of them of of vanilla in use, whether that's stickers for some people's favorite indie groups. I'm a big fan of a few of these. Or whether that's like looking at fictionally rendered levels controller that they use in music studios with plow all over it. Mainly showing a diversity in how to use it and I think is a fun way to use something that may seem like a fairly straightforward sans serif and make it really expressive. Yeah, this is a good one to demonstrate not actual fonts and usage, but creative illustrations to inspire you of how it could be used related to, you know, the concept for the typeface, which I think it said somewhere in here was developed for a Brazilian music album. Yeah, it started so I think as that's lettering. That's part of why, like, the colors are so playful, like, everything's wild and crazy, very animated and, like, full of motion. Yeah, exactly. I also think like the design itself is very engaging, but it's like a good example of if you want a microsite, you know, like a few web design tricks, but you're, you yourself aren't able to pull out all the stops animation wise or technology wise and maybe can't afford to like hire someone to do a crazy website. I think this is a great job of really powerful imagery doing the heavy lifting to sell the typeface and a really fun theme and idea behind it too so i i honestly love kind of seeing this in next to the first two that we just saw because i think this one is just as much of an intention grabbing site as the first two and relies on different tricks and tools to make that happen which to cap that off there's an interesting tangent towards the bottom near the credits where the type designer here flora is also a dj and so she created a couple spotify playlists that are like inspired by the font in different versions i just think that's cute that's fun that's like a nice way to i don't know i would if if it was like my own website yeah i'd do something like that that's cool that's very charming 
Yeah, exactly. And there are lots of credits down at the bottom of the site. I don't have time to go through all of them, but I love <laughs> seeing the collaborative effort amongst what seems like a pretty like robust typeface. This is exciting. This is very cool. All right. Second to last one, guys. This one's one of my favorites from the year. It is for Nan Joan. I'm going to guess this because it is, or Nan Joan. That's spelled capital N, lowercase a, capital N. So N-A-N. And then the Joan is J-A-U-N-E. And the designer, if I'm not mistaken, is Jérémy Land. And he's French. I do know that, which is why I am trying my best here, guys. But he's a very talented type designer. That's he <laughs> thanks. He he does a lot of really great experimental work throughout the years. If you look him up, I'm sure you're gonna recognize some of the type that you've seen in the past. We've talked about Nan before on the podcast for some of the cooler, more boundary-breaking projects they've had going on. This is a very fun microsite. We got We got from the beginning something unusual, and that is a game. If you need something to entice you to go to this one or stay there, it's just a really simple jumping around on a bunch of bricks sort of game. But it has some humor in it, too. It has a little humor that you don't want to be near monotype because that's not an indie foundry and highlights some kind of cheeky stuff like that. So that's a lot of fun, and I hope you guys get to play it. But then there's other stuff like testing out the type, looking at the different ways and the different kind of outlines they have for Joan Maxi, Joan Midi, and Joan Mini, and they're all for different use cases. And in general, it's super wacky. The colors are really out there if you uh, need some color in your life after the first couple, but it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy it. It's goofy, and I like it. It is super goofy. I also like it. I think I might have some insight into the Type Foundry's name. You know, this is kind of a guess, but I saw that on the About page, one of the founders, Luke Prouse, started his career as a developer, and non written that way is a symbol to describe not a number. So I can only guess what that means in their heads. For me, knowing that tiny detail, it makes me think we're not just, we're not just another font foundry. We like do things our own way, which is invented. I don't know if that's true, but I like the thought of that. Me too. Have you played the game? I, I tried to play the game and I was thrown off by the intense sound effects. And I was like, ooh, I, uh, uh, and so I just stopped. <laughs> That's fair. It happens. I get it. It's, it's cute, it, though. It's nice. It is really cute. Guys, since I'm just being annoying and listing off these credits, I'm not going to do that again. But this is the second time I've seen David Jonathan Ross credited for helping out on a font in, in our little collection of microsites. Mm, he's great. He's a popular I talk- guy. Oh, yeah, people love him, and I like to see that he's given back to the community because I know he has a wealth of knowledge within that brain of his. But very cool, very you got to pitch him and coming on for an interview. We should. I'm sure he would. He's a real friendly guy. I love this. I love this typeface. I'm trying to sneak it into some client work I'm doing at the moment. Hopefully it goes through. It's a really fun one. <laughs> and we were kind of saying how some of these microsites holist- like feel so holistic. I feel like this one does. This typeface is wacky and it has really weird characteristics at time. And I just feel like this, this site goes really well. If this typeface lived in a world, it would be this microsite. I love that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Micah, last one. 
did you guys really think we'd do a microsite episode without including grilly type the king of microsites <laughs> that's true is is grilly type the king of microsites kind of kind of in my mind to be honest i never even knew about microsites i think until i stumbled upon grilly types gt america microsite and that was probably back in 2016 or 2017 and i was like you can do this and i was also like you can type out things in a font on a website which is also nuts to think about that was only like four years ago but i remember my mind being blown that gt america one is so fun this is not that this is for gt zircon <laughs> it's still fun it's still fun it that just remind me of that jack black song this is a tribute like they go through the whole song and sing the whole song and then somewhere in the lyrics they're like this isn't that song this is a tribute to that song oh my god like the greatest song in the world yeah this is that okay. it's cool go on no i'm sure lots of people will enjoy that so Zircon, or GT Zircon, freely mixes historical and contemporary ideas in this new sans-serif design. That is the basis of it. I love how Steph described this website uh, in the newsletter. She says, you know, we had to put Grilly Type in. It's a super polished Grilly Type site for sure. It's heavy on the details of the design process, which I love, and also exploding noodles. And I was just like, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> like, this site is so straightforward <laughs> in so many ways. And then there's just these noodle animations going on the whole time that are just growing from different sections. I, it's okay. I can handle things that resist meaning. Like, I went to art school. I've just accepted they are part of the website and I have to live with them. But it is a little unexpected for sure. I'm too distracted by them to have actually read the details on this website because they're just too interesting. Are you saying that there's no explanation whatsoever for these giant growing noodles? I literally looked for an explanation. I couldn't find it. Then I looked at what Zircon was. It is a gemstone, but I didn't find anything that would explain what those animations are throughout the page. But... They're entertaining, and... I mean, to uh, be fair, I've left this open for quite a while now, and I highly encourage you to do the same because it's just fascinating. It just, it doesn't really stop. It just keeps going. And it's not just noodles. There also seem to be, like, crystals mm -hmm. and molecules. Mm. And so maybe it's, like, a vague reference to that. I don't know. No, I think that's something like that. Super weird. Hey, if you want to figure out get down to the bottom it says here the illustrations were designed by grilly type and i think illustrated by josh schaub s-c-h-a-u-b schaub i can only partly read that because these little illustrations are covering some of the text down there because i've also <laughs> had this window open for five minutes i'm sorry but in general the typeface is a classic grilly it's a beautiful sans serif highly detailed has some quirks to it so it doesn't feel like your everyday sans serif i actually think the animations that they do to explain the design process on this are actually quite helpful in this one and i, I like some of them showing kind of the width and the proportions of the letter forms how that was decided i love the animation showing the angle of the italic i think that one's really smart you know in some ways this website it's black and white it's all set in the sans serif some people might think it like feels a little spare but i think it it really does feel like this is a sturdy 
typeface. It will do what you need it to do. You can use it in different use cases. It doesn't show different use cases here, but like, I don't know. It's also sort of a revival of 19th and 20th century Gothic designs. And I think if we're going to show you what's necessary, go ahead, figure out how you want to use it and leaves a lot of stuff up to the imagination. I will say too, I think there's like, amongst all the other strange things on the page, it seems like there's like this weird, random, unexpected, subtle reference in some of the illustrations of the process to like Mac OS 7. I don't know why, but it's cool. (laughs) It's just like, why did you make that choice? Unknown, but it looks good. Hey, cool. I'm here for it. I'm here for all the experimental stuff. I totally embrace some of the kind of wackier things that come through with microsites and that's half the reason I love them and half the reason why people can remember them. I remember very clearly the 10 microsites I reviewed back in 2017. Yes, I revisited that article like last week, but I did anyhow because the microsites are just exciting. They're fun. They get like type design out of this kind of stuffy atmosphere that has that came with it for so many centuries and I think it's just a really great way to show off your stuff and collaborate with cool people and get other people involved I'm all for it and I just hope to keep on seeing more which I know I will and just continue to be amazed and excited and surprised I love it it's beautiful this was a genius idea thank you to you and Steph for finding such amazing microsites most of these I had not even seen before you guys so how fun. There was a bunch of new ones there for me. And before we end this, thank you all. If anyone contributed to my Twitter thread, again, I usually don't go out into the Twitterverse, but I was like, hey, I need some more microsite ideas. I know there's some really cool ones I haven't seen out there. People start like replying to this if you're a type lover and share it. And if you go to my Twitter at Olivia K Letters. You'll see this like pretty long thread of people wanting to share microsites they loved on, and even a couple resources that showcase microsites, which I had no idea about. Hopefully, we'll get to share a little bit more of these in the coming weeks. If you're a member, which for your goodies this week, we gave you some really great fonts that have really great microsites, a couple open source ones as well, which is really exciting. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But this was a really fun one. And always send us microsites that you find that you like, because we'll be happy to to view them and hopefully share them too. And one last thing, speaking of Twitter, we've been meaning to for weeks, throw a shout out to Pablo Lara, hopefully H at Pablo L A R A H. He seemingly every week does an even better job than we do of reposting what we've shared in the podcast and the newsletter and putting it up on Twitter. You're probably listening, Pablo, and we just wanted to say we love you and thank you. Thank you. It's incredible. That's And that's it. All right, great. We will see everybody next week. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do.